enter if you dare this ghastly conversation of teens fraught with despair and recent lacerations. Final girl, chase after her, don't let her get away. But first, the slumber podcast massacre. Welcome to Slumber Podcast Massacre with TNA. That's Tim. I just, you know what? That's Andy. I think I would have planned something and I never do. And this is why I'm bad at improv that I'm just like, yell it. Just yell it. Yeah. Just uh, scream acting. Anyway. Oh, uh, that's Tim. That's Andy. Maybe I'll work on one that like goes with the movie or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway. Uh, and this is a podcast about horror. Every week, Tim and I get together. We talk about a different movie from the horror genre, from your well-known classic down to that rare gem that has a flying V, Ooh. just like Kirk Hammett and Metallica <laughs> at the back of your video store shelf. This week, Tim and I are going to be talking about, from 2015, it's a little, little-known movie called The Devil's Candy. Tim, what do you do to silence the voices? Oh, well, uh, two things. Uh, in fact, I was just mentioning this to someone last night. Um, I have a horrible case of tinnitus. Eek. And uh, so constantly in my ears at all times is a buzzing and two different high-pitched tones that are, are constantly like if are someone- melodic? Uh, not really. Not it. Not oh, as damn. it's kind of the constant buzzing underneath that like ruins the whole thing. But it is enough to where if a person who didn't have it like like heard it and then realized that they had to live the rest of their lives with it would jump out the window. Like it was. It's it's terrible. And the thing is, but it's something that you go to the doctor for it and you figure like it's just like inner ear stuff. Like there's got to be some drops or something right. like. Um, but literally all they do is like tell you about like relaxation techniques, like basically saying like you have to just kind of put this out of your mind. Damn. Um, so there's nothing they can do. However, when do, I they don't what's it caused by, just uh, you know, deteriorate. my brother and uh, father both suffer from it. I don't know to how what extent. I don't know. I know I listen to a lot of loud music. Um, it got so bad. One of the last concerts that I went to, I lit and it was a band that I knew all of their songs. I literally could not distinguish one song from the other. It was, it was that just garbled. Wow. Um, however, along those lines, when I started getting hearing or wearing hearing aids, it basically just went away because it's kind of like, Oh, we have other things to listen to now. <laughs> like we can, we can hear other things other than this madness just racing through our ears every day. So no, that, that helps a lot. Um, but I would say it's more metaphorically to your point or not even metaphorically, but just the idea of if, if things are getting to you, if, um, you know, you're you're starting to get a little too overjudgmental. I don't want to say paranoid, but you know, you're kind of working on yourself a little too much. Yeah. It's 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 absolute brutal physical exertion. Right. Like that that for me, in fact, my own mom knows me well enough to where like if I ever talk with her and kind of say, like, uh, oh, you know, I'm just kinda 
you know, down in the dumps or whatever, she'll just, she'll, first thing out of her mouth will be, well, are, are you exercising? Like, are you, are you still exercising? Cause she knows that that for me is, is an absolute cure all. Yeah. So yeah, like just going out and sweating and working as hard as I possibly can to push my body to its limits. That just kind of quiets everything. Wow. I love it. See, it's flip for me. If I was like, I'm exercising, someone would go, are you, are you feeling okay? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong? Who hurt you? Right. <laughs> See, I demand two good answers. A literal and a metaphorical answer. Yes. Is there a question I could ask you that you wouldn't have an amazing answer for? <laughs> well, we haven't found it yet. No. But I, well, but well, I feel like I mean, I'm technically. I, I feel like I'm quicker on the. We did have to cut one of them. <laughs> right. Oh yes, that's true. Uh, the infamous. Yeah. And you know what? We've still never that that secret secret remains. Uh, no, it's gone forever. Unknown. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. That that secret is safe with us. Uh. Yeah. But no, I do love the questions. I I try. It's so funny when I listen to old episodes. Like, I try to give a good answer, but it, like ninety percent of them start with. Uh, well, because I'm just asking. You <laughs> that's that, true. You know. Well, and yeah, maybe people don't realize that. I have literally no idea what you're going to ask before you ask it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's what makes it fun. A couple of times I had no idea what I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You're pretty good on the fly, though. You come up with something cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So do, do you have anything that uh, that puts you? I mean, even if we're not talking about literal audio noise is there something that like when the when the world is getting too much that that something that kind of takes uh, you away you from know that? i do like a you know listen to a live fish show i've never listened to before uh, yeah that helps if i you know find one with some tunes i like sure some tracks yeah like what, what do they do with this theme from 2001 uh but yeah i don't know man I, uh, do you have a physical, like whether it's like video games or pinball or something like that? Is there something that physically when you're doing it that. Thank you for calling video games physical. Thank you. <laughs> well, I uh, guess, because yeah. then, yeah, I'm the most physical guy you've ever met. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, pinball is, that's a good distractor. Uh, when I play video games, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm on, on autopilot when I do that. But uh, pinball take such real life physics into effect yeah i do focus a lot more on that let me uh, ask you this about yeah, yeah pinball is a good one that is one that i've gone to when uh just gotta like bang bang something out right let me ask you this about video games just real quick um do you find if a video game is challenging and it's in and you've you've played it you've had to restart it you're you're having to redo it over and over to, to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Is it still, is it fun at that point or <laughs> is great, it like, Oh dude, that's a great question because even just now the hot, the hot game out right now is called Elden ring. Okay. Uh, and it's a, have you ever heard of dark souls? The dark yes. souls games. Okay. Uh, uh, synonymous with death. These games, like right. that's the thing in the game is you will die a thousand times. And so there's kind of a new version. It's not I don't think it's technically a Dark Souls game, but it's the same company and it like George R. R. Martin like helped write like oh, the nice. world for it. Yeah. And it's huge. It's a great game. But yeah, it is one where you have to be like super patient. Uh the 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 bosses are very hard and it's just like 
I don't I don't have the patience for that type of patient fighting. I like a nice like fluid fighter, like the art the Batman Arkham games. Uh huh. Where you can do a lot of combos and then use your utility belt and you know, stuff in the environment and stuff like that. When it's just like, okay, I gotta do that like if I have to like block and parry, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like that video games are teaching you about things like even parrying. Like well, that's Tim. I, here's what's crazy. You probably know I more about fighting. Those were before I played video games. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, either you either you were familiar with like boxing terms or fencing, one or the other. Right. But yeah, uh, I'd be an amazing fighter, Tim, if I applied everything I learned in video. You games. would be. You've yeah. got a great frame for it, good height, good length. Yeah, you'd be a good fighter. You really would. You'd be great. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, that's one example for that. And then I am playing a game right now. Uh, it's a sequel to a PlayStation game called Horizon Zero Dawn. This is Horizon Forbidden West. And there was there's a part where you have to do all these training pits at these villages. And then you get to go fight the master. And I was doing that today. And it just got to the point where I'm like... It, like you're it hit, it hits you so hard like you have to do it perfectly and i'm like do i even care about this part of the game like why <laughs> am i driving myself to finish this i'll tell no one like the, it's amazing i'm talking about it now cuz i'm like <laughs> no one will care that i've done this no like it is not an accomplishment so when so when that's happening then you are you are you stressed are you feeling stress uh, is, and is no, that i'm just kind of is that fun I mean, no. I guess a well, challenge. It's not I guess at the time, but then when you beat it, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Have and yes. have you ever have a, had a game that was so challenging and so impossible that you, at one point, for the last time, rage quit and never went back to it? Um, yeah, I'm sure there has been a few. Uh, I don't know. I usually don't play a great game for more far more petty reasons, like. Uh, <laughs> Like Zelda Breath of the Wild is a great example. Gorgeous game. One game of the year. Well-deserved. An amazing game. A gargantuan open world with billions of things to do. But they have like like weapon durability is a big part of the game. So like uh-huh. you'll get a find a sword and you use it like five times and then it breaks. But you just have like your inventory is just like. 35 swords that you can use six times and i was just like i i don't i don't have time for this like i hated that part of it so i was just like i I don't care like that this game seems like everything i've ever wanted but i could not get past that bit that it sucked every ounce of fun out of the game for me and none of it was fun then yeah you just get used to a new sword use it a handful of times and gets comfortable yeah and then you know my friend's like, uh, oh, you you get better swords as you go on. I'm like, yeah, I've been playing it now for six hours. And I liked the last sword. Right. <laughs> I don't need better swords. But, you know, then the better swords are like, you can use it 15 times. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's Pitfall's I've always thing. I've always wanted thing. to know that because <laughs> I've always wanted to know that because it's just there's so many examples of people, you know, absolutely the playing video games and you can tell that they're people that play them quite often. And a lot of times it looks like the last thing they're having is fun. But maybe that's yeah. but somebody could turn to me and like when I talk about, you know, 
the brutality of fight training and and they could be like how is that fun yeah that doesn't sound fun to how me. is getting screamed at and bleeding and sweating <laughs> and feeling like you're going to pass out or die right how is that fun but it somehow is somehow is i've been thinking about maybe uh streaming some horror video games under the maybe starting a, a spm twitch channel doing some horror video game <clears throat> streaming almost like um <clears throat> like another another podcast huh like a, like a like a offshoot maybe, but uh, without without me, just uh, just kind of doing your own thing then. Well, no, it'd be, it's <laughs> I'm the kidding. name, Tim. You want to do some online gaming? <laughs> no, you know what? I would I would love to see that. I actually I'm going doing solo. doing this, <laughs> doing this show with you is like I I would never want to do it with anybody else. But if it was something like video games, which I know I am never going. I mean, I haven't gotten around to watching Mad Men. <laughs> I'm never going to get around to playing video games ever. Any of them. Uh, so to actually watch you knowing how good you are on this show that I would love to see. All right. Maybe I'll do that. And I heard I've heard. And you can tell me because you just been, as a way to promote the show because I'm not. Yeah, good that's, at that's doing the that. reason. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason you're doing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but. The thing is, is I would be interested to know for all the horror movies that you've now seen. And I don't I, I can't think of anybody else that we know that's watched more horror like in a, this amount of time. Yeah, I would be curious to know if there's any truth to what I hear some gamers say where they say that they've like genuinely been frightened by a video game like that. It's been like, oh, creepy yeah. And scary. Our, our good friend, the doctor, he uh, he got scared by Dead Space. I know that game scared him. Did you play it? Uh, Dead Space? No. That's the other thing. I've not played a lot of horror video games. So well, that would be I fun could branch then. out. Yeah. Uh, he did have me play. Uh, um, uh, I think it was a Resident Evil game. He's like, you have to play this. This is so scary. And I just like made jokes the whole time. And he's like, he like got mad. He's like, you're not taking this seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. Like he was, I think, I mean, the atmosphere for it was very good. It was a very cool like opening bit for the yeah. game they, they had some jumpy bits but yeah i couldn't help but you know you gotta make some jokes yeah why not sure maybe you call it like uh i don't know this is slumber broadcast massacre oh, or something i don't damn. know <laughs> look kidding. at you that was amazing <laughs> no i can't wait to see it i'll be the First one to That's watch it no tim <laughs> no i'm kidding slumber i literally i literally would love massacre. to see that yeah, is that what we we can cover uh, just horror TV shows? Horror TV shows? Yeah, Slumber Broadcast Massacre. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's interesting. We just doubled our workload. <laughs> and if it's anything like the Devil's Candy, oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Time to start. <laughs> time to start talking about this uh, movie, The Devil's Candy. Okay. So it was written uh, and directed by Sean Byrne, who we've covered recently. Yes. He did The Loved Ones. Mm -hmm. It stars Ethan Embry, Pruitt Taylor Vince, and Kiara Glasgow. Tim, financials? No clue. Couldn't <laughs> find budget or a domestic box office. That's 700 grand internationally. And literally the site I looked at, domestic, question mark. I'm going to say that when the financials are that difficult to find, that they're probably not worth 
discussing or <laughs> disclosing. Right. If you make, yeah, if your movie like triples its budget, quadruples its budget, you're going to let the world know that. If it remains a mystery, I'm guessing it was none too good. I mean, just by looking at the actors in this, who probably ask for, you know, $5,000, grand. I, I think so, yeah. Actors? Like Leland, uh, what's his name? Leland Orser? Uh, the Sting Dong? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> From seven, From seven <clears throat> with the yeah. He had a gun in my mouth. My, my wife just probably yelled. Now <laughs> listening for this, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know it's people that you've seen. Let's say, let's say a million dollars. Yeah, this movie. I, you know what? Yeah, we've done enough of these to where we can probably call that. And I think a million. I'll just say they did not spend it on fire effects. No special effects. No, not that. Not at all. Not. For a movie that has devil in the title, like you would have thought that they would have thrown a little extra scratch at that, but yeah. no. All right, let's do Nan some, and then we'll really get into some spoilers. <laughs> uh, Jesse and Astrid have just bought a new home. While it means a new school for daughter Zoe and a longer commute for Astrid, it will provide a larger space for Jesse to work on his art. What they weren't planning on is a visit from the previous resident. An odd, lonely name, man named Ray who hears voices and killed his parents. After chasing him away, Jesse begins to hear voices, the same ones that plague Ray, and he starts to paint disturbing images without having any memory of doing it. What do the paintings mean, and will Jesse figure it out? Or will Ray finally do the bidding of his master and serve up a heap and helping of the devil's candy? <laughs> I, like, I like that those you listed those as if they're Ray's hobbies. I like playing music and killing my parents. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't do it much anymore. This is what he's right. done lately. <laughs> right. Probably had a lot of projects. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes. Okay. So how let's, did we- Let's start uh, by saying this uh, film is uh, critically praised. Yes. Critics loved this movie. 93%, I think. I can't tell you about audiences because- I don't know if it had one. <laughs> right. But I know this audience, not a big fan. Yeah. A little on the fence there. I, I'm with you. <clears throat> and um, I think we're, we're both probably of the opinion that there's good and bad there. Sure. Um, one thing we can talk about certainly is is the performances um, and the actors. I mean, there's not a there's not really a bad performance in, no. in the entire all film. The, all the performances are really strong. Uh, by people I wouldn't even like Ethan Embry is who is unrecognizable in this movie. I didn't even really re- like the name was like kind of know that name. And then looking him up, he's like mid 90s king of awkward, goofy guy. Yeah. Uh, kind of s- soft spoken nerd. Not even nerd though. He's cute. A little doe eyed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. He's an Empire Records. A little awkward. Yeah. Uh, awkward but lovable kind of yeah, yeah like halfway through i'm like who who is this guy and then looking up i'm like that, oh that is ethan Embry. holy shit because in this movie the guy is cut he doesn't have an ounce of body fat no. on him i mean it's not he's and not his performance is amazing and nothing i would have like this is my favorite ethan Embry movie oh yeah by far 
He well, I shouldn't say movie performance because Empire Records rules. Yeah, I, I love Empire Records more than this movie. You know, I it, maybe it's just a timing thing chronologically, but um, as most uh, time things are. But I think that my memory is fuzzy of his earlier work just because of when it happened. I uh, I just you know some of those years are more theories than than reality yeah. to me. But, it wasn't can't hardly wait. We were right about that. We okay, were, so we we're trying years? to guess beforehand. What years were those? So Empire Records ninety five, can't hardly wait's ninety eight. He was also in that thing you do that Tom Hanks directed, the uh, the wonders. Oh yeah, he was like I think the drummer who ended up quitting the band and just like riding a roller coaster. Like he skipped their recording session to just ride a roller coaster or something. It was weird. Yeah, ninety five. That one was uh, that was a bit of exploration for me. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, like just sort of um, exploring yourself. Uh, yeah, ninety five. Yeah, oh, so, you can all say right. That. Yeah, some mind exploration. <laughs> yes, and uh, so yeah, I, I remember there being an Empire Records. I, I so I've been told. So I've read. Um, but no, I I know I knew who he was. But yeah, the guy is in this movie. You mentioned his physique. He's not he's not hulking, but he looks like if you picture the guys that were on your like high school cross country team on steroids. Like take it's as lean of muscle as you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and he looks great. I mean, the guy he looks, looks phenomenal. Yeah. He kind of almost has. You know what? It's kind of that same build as the dude from. Um, Oh, what was it? We covered it. Um, where uh, what's it? He's kind of like the tough guy. He's got his shirt off and he's muscled, but he's older, like a little bit older. Oh, uh, Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, that kind of lean Hendrix. muscle. H- Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah. yeah that kind of lean muscle. Looking um, good in pumpkin head. Is that yeah, what you're that's about? yes. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, but it's it's just his physical presence is fun to watch because. It does bring a sort of intensity, which, yeah, this is the last person that you would be looking to for intensity. But there's uh, some reasoning behind this. The producers of the movie, I think, were familiar with some of his struggles with heroin and and, uh, pain pills. And so they knew that he went through that after he was doing those movies in the 90s and he eventually got clean and actually literally just went from heroin to CrossFit, which is why we have the body that we see in front of us. And, um, but the producers went to Sean Byrne and said like, Hey, we've got a suggestion and he's kind of perfect because this character, and I'll get into the names. I, I had fun decoding the names, but this is a person that is sort of got opposing forces working within him, uh-huh. uh, good and bad. And so they're like, there's this guy out there who, you know, is like really lovable and sweet, but he's been through some shit (laughs) and uh, you should take a look at him. So that's how he got the job uh, was that he they knew that, you know, they were aware of his troubles. So, um, yeah, but he's not really done anything of note. In a while. Yeah. Yeah. Eagle Eye was his last like movie I've heard of. How much of a gap is there in between like late nineties and this? I mean, did he stay busy? Well, this came out in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So uh, how late at nineties? Fifteen years? Fifteen to twenty years? So I mean, he wasn't doing much, but uh, I mean, between that, did, like he actually did a lot of work. But you know, the reunion, Dorothy and the Witches of Oz. What was that? I've never even heard of that. Sounds cool. Uh, yeah, it does. 
but it can't be good if you've never no. heard of a yeah, I'm sure of it isn't. movie. Cheap Thrills. Late Phases. What are these movies? That's a Mexican-American co-production horror <laughs> drama. <laughs> Add it to the list. Yeah, so, that's... yeah. He just he really has not worked a lot. Yeah. But he had well, a lot of potential. I liked him a lot in the 90s. He's yeah, and and the thing is in this movie you can't help. I mean, let's just, you know, talk about the the elephant in the room here. You can't watch this performance and his look and not think of Matthew McConaughey, which I know if I went out to somebody and they were unaware of this movie and I said, I'm like Ethan Embry, like uh, like Matthew McConaughey. Am I right? And they'd be like, what? (laughs) But if you (laughs) see this movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's that sort of like um, it's kind of like a uh, I would describe it as a sort of like like sauntering, like quiet intensity uh-huh. um and you know he plays an artist the the character that the he hair plays. also makes his face a lot longer yes so it gives it that mcconaughey length that's true yeah good point um even though you know i just actually i just read uh mcconaughey was asked on a show about his uh sort of regrowth of hair and uh-huh. uh and he insists that it's some topical ointment that he rubs on his head religiously that brought it all back i there is actually a hair replacement doctor in california who says otherwise sure from an operation that he performed on him in the early 90s or late 90s but <laughs> but anyhow i mean he looks great he looks great yeah. and and so does this ethan is embry a wig this. though because this embry, is clearly, like ethan embry is hit like it's a good wig he's got prince uh William, yeah, the balding, right, yeah, but it, but it's a good wig, yeah, and yeah, he, he, he looks great. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about about that name stuff because this is kind of fun. So now, some of you might say that this is a bit of a stretch, and maybe it is, but there's a lot of decoding, there's a lot of religious metaphor in this movie that uh-huh. that we can agree on. So Ethan Embry's character is named Jesse Hellman. And I talked about him having sort of those two forces working within him. He's he's obviously, as the movie goes on, connected to dark forces, but he also is compelled to do good. Right. So Hellman, well, that's pretty easy. You know, it's Hellman. Okay, so Satan. Yeah. (laughs) And then now this one is a bit of a stretch, but go with me on this. Jesse Uh is a lot like JC, like Jesus Christ. So JC, Jesse, JC. Yes. Yeah, I get it. JC Hellman. JC Hellman. So there's that. Then you have. This one is fun. The, our, our troubled, God, it's hard to even call him the bad guy because he's just more of a pawn than anything, but um, our Ray. Yeah. So Raymond, I, I'm, that's a, the only thing I could come up with was. Taylor Vince. Yeah. Has, sounds kind of like Satan, but I mean, that's 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 sort of pushing it a little bit. But what's really interesting is his last name. Now, the way that it's spelled oh. and the way that it is looks like Smiley. Yeah. Which you might think is like, oh, it's kind of one of those things where they give like the devil, like a sort of like cute, charming exterior. Yeah, a devilish grin. Right. But it could go with that. But I looked at that word and I'm like, what is this making me think of? And I scrambled the the letters a little bit and it's simile. The, the exact word letters are simile, which we know as simile. Imagine you with 
magnetic letters on your fridge like yeah, smiley right. just an, oh my god an entire murder board with yarn like all across um so yeah it's simile which if you remember from your middle school grammar classes are two things that are different but that are being compared to each other so you say like her smile was as bright as sunshine her smile and sunshine are different things right but it, one is kind of representing the, the other on paws of velvet yes so he is representing the devil his character so he's a simile sort of of the devil yeah so that was cool uh his wife's name which i just this is just a cool name to start with jesse's wife's name is astrid which is just a neat ass name yeah um i don't is that even is that i've seen it more recently but is, that's not a popular name uh, is it? well we have uh friends who have a cat named astrid not Astrid. Okay. I believe. So we're getting there. Yeah. Um, Astrid means uh, it's two parts. Ass is God, which is, I mean, you know, right on. I'm with you. Um, and then uh, that's I feel like only since like the mid 2000s, though, has ass been God. The boobs were. Well, that's that. true. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. We've talked anyway. about that. We talked. Yeah. It, it, there was a thing. There was a time in the 80s for those of you, our younger listeners, were like, like what was considered the perfect ass was like super small and like tight. Like it was all about like, oh, she's got a tight ass. And it's right. like, then comes JLo <laughs> right. um, that blew that out of the water. So anyhow, Astrid. So ass means God. And that the second section that trid means beautiful. So what it probably means is something more like divinely nice beautiful. Ass. Oh, um, but <laughs> what did you say? Nice ass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes godly ass um but uh no it's but but still we have a divine connection in okay. name and then now are we or the, they say her name as zoe right i think so it it, it does it's spelled with the two, two o's. o's yeah but either way the name means life so what life is is well which is what exactly what zoe represents the the thing that the devil wants he's after that life so that's his that's what he's got his uh target on yeah so we've got some nice uh some metaphor with the names also we have some nice examples and metaphors of if they're not exactly satan or possessed that they represent satan's presence the first one is the realtor that sells them the house, yeah. Jesse and, and his family. And it's very subtle, but there's something. His eyes are especially dark, and there's something just sort of odd about him. But what you really want to look for for people in this movie is if they're wearing black and red. If they're wearing black and red together. And he had like kind of a black shirt with red. I think that's called piping, okay. um, like on a cowboy shirt. Yeah. Um, and so he's kind of like pushing them into buying this house, like luring them into buying it. Right. So that's. But me doing the reverse, like, oh, you know, yeah, we got, uh, I got 10 people I'm going to show this house to. Right. People can't wait to buy this house. Right. Yeah. So he's Better pushing them. And, uh, and then the, probably the third, this is a little bit of a stretch. The, uh, the woman that works at the art studio that Jesse has tried to get into, but hasn't been able to, yeah. she seems a little different, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe smug, but, or it's either smug or Satan, one or the other. Right. But, and then clearly Leonard, the, uh, the, the owner of the art gallery is played by F Murray Abraham. <laughs> yeah. 
clearly very, very much like offering Jesse, like now you're going to have the finer things in life. I can give you these, you know, riches and glory and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't come right out and say that, yeah. but it's, it's very, very Satan-esque. And the name of the art studio. Yeah, that one was not subtle. Yeah. Belly all, which we've encountered that before. Oh, haven't we? Okay. Okay. That's from I missed that. That is one of my like weird issues with this movie. Okay. Yeah, Belial is Yeah. Yeah. That's from uh uh, uh Ready or Not. Yes. Okay. So, Cuz yeah, he when he meets with Jesse later and is like, "Well, now that you're cuz and he cuz he comes in and he sees this painting that Jesse has made. He's painted over his commission work for the bank with butterflies with you know, black-eyed, mouth-agape children and this like five-eyed weird figure above it you know and so yeah then he's like they're having drinks and he's like now that you're in the service of belai and i was like well does this guy know the devil is talking to him but that's the name of his gallery okay yeah. i missed that part because i was just like put bringing it on a little strong right right yeah that one's that one's the uh, yeah even if that's the name of his gallery still a little too strong uh the like you get it you get it and and poor f murray abraham like i'm sure he's a very sweet guy plays a wonderful horrible human being sure whether it's salieri or uh in um amadeus or you know uh, in this film as the devil like there's something really demonic about that guy in the I, best way he's a name i can't hear without hearing homer him simpson say it because there's just like one joke one throwaway joke where they're like Homer's like, I gotta get home because F. Murray Abraham is on inside the actor's studio tonight, and his dad, you know, Grandpa Simpson, like, yells, is like, well, I gotta do this, blah blah blah. And just Homer turns around, and is just like, F. Murray Abraham, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't hear it any other way. So anytime so I see him, just in my mind, like, if. I just love <laughs> that's actually an excellent Homer. Oh, that's yeah. It's only if I could if and, that low. <laughs> and the fact that of all the actors in the world that they chose for that joke. <laughs> it's a, yeah, so it's good. a perfect actor, too. Yeah, right. It's such a it's a fun name to say. Yeah. Great name. <laughs> and, you know, and let's let's OK, because we just covered something. It was um, it was our last episode. It was uh, the writer uh, S. Craig Zoller. Yeah. What do these people expect us to do? Are we supposed to say the first full name that we see? Do they want us to say the initial or do yeah, they want know. us? Because, yeah, a lot of interviews are just Craig. Right. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. You know, I, I give him his credit. But then name. who says Scott Fitzgerald? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, but anyhow. Yeah. So we have uh, literally from what we've just described here. um, there's no shortage of talent in this movie. And even the the uh, actress who plays Astrid, his wife, who I actually wish would have had a lot more to do in this yeah. movie. Really, really great. Um, and we should probably talk about that a little bit, because what's at the heart of this movie is family. I feel that this movie would have been, I would have been more invested had there been no wife. No wife? Yeah. Okay. It was just him taking care of his daughter and the devil's talking to him. And it's like he's... Because all the all of the conflict, like parental child conflict, is just between father and daughter. That's true, and none of it happens as a result or a you know, or an inconvenience of the wife or anything. She's okay. just like, well, 
gotta go to work time for me to leave any importance of this movie i'll be back after dinner Meanwhile, like female listeners are like, yeah, let's just X out the female character. Yeah, well, get, she's no. not making dinner. OK, <laughs> <laughs> right. no, but you're right, though. I would listen. You're exactly right. I'd go one way or the other. Either give me more yeah, or again, less. I'm not saying I don't want. I know. I know. <laughs> woman in this movie. She, Cause she's good. More women, Tim. It's really we should have an all female. The devil's candy. I want to see that. One. Yeah. So. But what I guess if there's one saving grace to that, and, and I think you're right on the money. In fact, what what is endearing between father and daughter in this, I think you're exactly right. It would have only been made more endearing yeah. and, and the stakes would have been higher, much higher. God, you're right about that. You're 100 percent right about that. Um, <laughs> so but, but if there's one saving grace about it being this little family that they are of three. It's is that they they are very, very cute and charming together, the three of them. And what the director was wanting to do was he was wanting to say that. And this is I mean, I guess you could take this term a couple of different ways, but he wanted to say that alternative families are are just as loving and warm as traditional families. And I don't think he's meaning like, you know, two dads and kids, or I don't think he means alternative in that regard. He just means yeah, people just that live artist. people that live <laughs> that's how crazy. We're getting <laughs> right an alternative lifestyle, but that's, what's so cute about that wife. And I really like people like this. If we're, we're going to give this girl a little bit of, or this woman, some airtime here because she, she deserves it. Um, yeah, what uh, Sherry Appleby, what I, uh, Sherry, oh God, S-H-I-R-I. Appleby. What is it? S H I R I. Shy, maybe Shire, Shiri, Shiri. <laughs> maybe. But and then her last name is Apple. Like her family are the Applebees. Oh my gosh! Well, Apple. Nobody Apple goes. Y. Nobody A-B-L-E-B-Y. goes to the Apleby. I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah. You know, their parents are like uh, her parents are like. You know, nobody she was comes in Roswell. Nobody comes years. and visits our house anymore. It's like nobody wants to go to Applebee's anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ever since mom sold the rib tip recipe. <laughs> which tastes like everything else on the menu. Um, but, but so um, here's what I like about her. And I love people like this in real life. there are people out there and these people are gems and uh, attention horse like myself would be nothing without these people. Um, and that is folks that are not necessarily eccentric themselves, but they appreciate and feel drawn to people who are eccentric. Right. So yeah. that's kind of the neat dynamic of the family is that the father and the daughter have this shared love of metal and, um, and they're really cute together as a result. And mom is kind of like the sweetheart, like, you know, stuff shirt, uh, you know, she's not mean or she's frigid professional yeah. of the family. Right. Exactly. And so it's kind of cute to see her like, yeah, she's never like, what are you going to give up this art? Right. Yeah. She's supportive gotta, and everything. You know, I can't carry the load here. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. She doesn't. She's not unlikable. She's actually very likable. Like, no. like she is the professional, but she is supportive. And if, if she isn't kind of in the inner circle of loving metal and headbanging and all that stuff, you can tell that she kind of likes, she likes the energy, you know, she likes being around it. She's charmed by it. Um, so we do have ourselves a really cute family and they do do a really good job of having us care about them pretty quickly. Yeah. So that part I like, um, but uh, the movie's biggest fault, we might as well get it out now. 
while the director says that he doesn't like exposition, this movie sort of feels um, hurried isn't the right word. Incomplete it, might be it's the right word. very short. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, in just in runtime. Like an hour it's, 20 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's incredibly if short. That. Yeah, 80 minutes. 80 minutes long. But we, you know, we open with being introduced to Ray. Uh, Ray, who, if we're talking about the metaphor stuff, has on a red track suit, but with white stripes, the white stripe representing the inner child, the the innocent child within him, and then the red representing the devil. Oh. So, but we have... What's the, the first thing we see him do? He's playing guitar. No, no. Now, remember who this actor is, Pruitt Taylor Vince. Yes. What's the first thing we see him do? Does it have something to do with his eyes? It does. <laughs> He opens his eyes and they start a twitching. Yes. But it's a slow twitch. Yeah. It's not his like normal fast one. Do you think his vision is like that? Uh, I think that's just the thing he can do. Can do it because it's a condition that he has. Uh, Yeah, but he doesn't do it all the time. Yeah. He he never does it again in the movie, in this movie. No? Not like, no. Because it is an affliction that the actor has, personally. Uh, Yeah, maybe he can control it. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But it, it looks like, like I can uh, do it, but only it, for a Jacob's second. Ladder, yeah. He really had it going in that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he can kind of turn it on a little bit. Yeah, I think so. So, um, but yeah. So now this, it's we're like talking about a stutter probably or something. Yeah. I don't know. We're talking about a great cast here, though. However, but maybe it was just me. I thought it was an incredibly confusing casting decision here. When we do see Ray and he is eventually playing his flying V, which that brings up another question, but I have an answer to it because um, we know if you, if you don't know what this actor looks like, he's he's a bigger guy. He's overweight. Yeah. He's bald. He's like the opposite of Ethan Embry in this movie. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he just looks Which like can't be on accident. Yeah. He there looks has to be some symbolism there. Kind of looks like the what duality a duality of man. I don't know. Like a like a kind of like a, for anything a desk job. Well, he you know what he looks like, like if you've watched uh Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he looks like the kind of like he's kind of like a is it Sully? Uh, yeah, character. So I mean, kind of that like overweight older guy, but he's playing this flying V. Now, some of you might say to yourself, "This just seems incredibly out of place." Like, what would this man of limited cognitive abilities, uh, middle aged or, or a little bit past middle aged? Uh, what would he be playing this guitar? Like, it just doesn't seem to suit his character. Yeah. Well, the director explained it in kind of a neat way. So this this character of Ray has been afflicted by these voices and his mental problems since birth. So what he kind of contemplated as far as a backstory for this character is that his parents probably tried a bunch of different stuff. Like, maybe you'll like Legos. Maybe you'll like video games. Maybe you'll like this. And they got him a, a musical instrument. And that was the one only thing that took because it was the only thing that drowned out the sounds okay. of the demonic voices. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's a but little bit of a stretch. never learned, like, a chord. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he that's this super. They just went and we're like, we'll get for the, your first guitar. <laughs> we'll get you the this flying V and a Marshall <laughs> a Marshall, Marshall stack. M, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and never learn anything on it because it's not like he plays a song. He's just making noise with it. 
I guess as long as he's not killing other little kids, like, I mean, they're probably okay with it. Yeah. But the problem is, is that in that first scene, we see his, I'm going to throw this in quotations, mother come to the door. <laughs> now, this I had an issue with, because if that actor had biologically a mother, I would think that she would look a lot older. Like, I thought maybe it's his sister or something, <laughs> but does not look like his mom. No. So we're a little confused. It's not a big deal, but we're a little confused at the beginning as to she what's happening. Either way, he kills her. Yeah. And uh, family or not. And he kills her. And then we just see his father come home. We don't see it happen, but we know later that his father then killed himself once he saw his wife dead. Yeah. Or, well, that's what the realtor says. I just assumed he killed both. That he killed them both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. No, you're right. So if that's the case, then, and then now after. It would have to have come out like. Because he hit her with the guitar. Yeah. What, yeah. But people were just like, nah, she fell down the stairs, probably hit her head on the way down. Yeah. I mean, there's some. <laughs> Listen, mis- there's a lot of inconsistencies in yeah. this movie. I could go. Some mysterious head injury deaths out there right now, one in particular that I could think of. Oh, no, Bob Saget? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Um, we'll get to that, but uh, <laughs> it's not a part of this movie at all. <laughs> I will talk about that because it's interesting. Um, so, anyhow, yeah. So. The, the parents are killed. Now, uh, fill in some blanks here for me. He's already been to a mental institution prior to killing his parents. Uh, Yeah. When because he, he killed kid, somebody he when he like was a kid. He another girl with a rock. So then he just goes and stays at the motel. But that's long enough for the house to be freed up to then be put on the market? Great question. I have no idea. Yeah. What is the span of time? Right, because yeah, he—it's not like he faces repercussions for his parents. He gets out of there, yeah, op- somehow not a fugitive or anything. Like right. they were never like, oh, there was an older son living here. Where's he? Oh, you mean the other son that killed somebody <laughs> when he yeah, was the a one kid? with a record? Maybe we should look for him <laughs> and not an album because he does not play this guitar no. like a criminal record. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's criminal that he doesn't know how to play it. But yeah, you don't know. Yeah, he just goes to a motel and plays, you know, and he's like playing his guitar there and the cops are called on him. And it's like, and a really sweet how many cop. places has he been to? Yeah, great. Really cop. No, nice More cop. Co- cops. Take note of this guy. This is how you handle someone. Just be right. like, here's the situation. Please stop doing it. I don't want to have to arrest you. Right. Okay. I will if I, if, you know, if you continue. Have a nice night. Yeah, he's really nice. I I kind of I want to almost get arrested by that cop like all the time. I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to push it to where I actually go down to the station and have to hire a lawyer. Right, but, but you want to, yeah. I want to be in trouble with him a little bit. Yeah. Um. So but yeah. How often does that happen? How often does he need to drown out these voices? How well, long was he? Is the mom like? I feel like she would have been used to him playing this fucking guitar all the time. Right. Exactly. Like, why are you suddenly? playing this right now in the middle of the night that should be like ah it's yeah that's ray yeah it's it's like a bad voices day like yesterday was all right you know um but no yeah you're right and it's probably the beginning of what are a lot of inconsistencies in this movie and it just it feels a little again i'm going to probably say incomplete a lot um let me just say though as we go on and talk about this movie i don't want to say that it's it's bad from the from a standpoint that its ineptitude makes it unwatchable. I mean, it's a watchable movie. It might not be the most exciting thing you've ever seen, 
but you're you kind of want to keep watching. Yeah, I mean the the runtime and the performances don't make it that bad. But I will say this was the first time. This is what episode ninety six or something. This is the first time where I was like, this feels like work. Do work right now watching this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's I have to do this for work. Well, you know what though? But you're you're doing you're doing a good service because maybe somebody like planned a whole weekend around the devil's candy and they invited like twenty people We're over. A devil's candy theme party. <laughs> I've got flying V cocktails. <laughs> right. And uh Motel bathtub. They're served in a little motel bathtub. I got a I got a stripper that looks just like Ray. <laughs> He's got his tracksuit. He's got a, a rip away tracksuit on. Oh um, yeah. So, so yeah. The, the the but but again, the performances help to save it. it. And one of those performances that is great is the 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 performance of the actress who plays Zoe, the daughter. Yeah. Now, what I like about this is that. I don't know. Did they really specify what grade she's in? No, high school. It looked like high school. But what I loved about her casting is, is that you go back in your yearbooks, listeners, and look at how much people changed from their freshman picture to their senior picture. And this girl looks like a freshman to where, like, you can kind of see, like, it's she's cute. I mean, she's fine looking, um, but like she looks like a high school freshman. Yeah. Where like they're gonna grow into their face more, their face is gonna mature more, that you know, whatever. But you know, everybody looked a little a little awkward in their freshman picture. Yeah. You know? Um Yeah, she's got weird like adult lips. Yeah, she's very, and very the full baby lips. Face. Yeah. Which isn't a bad start. I bet I'm sure she's gonna grow into it and that's gonna be We're fine. Really but she No, but I just no, I guess here. I guess what I'm saying is that she doesn't look like I'm not trying to say that she looks like like completely gangly and awkward. Like she's right. She's for fine looking freshman in high school. Like there's nothing. She doesn't look weird. She looks kind of sweet and she just really exemplifies what like a freshman girl would look like and, and act like. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, she's mature for her age. She's going through, you know, the tough transition of switching schools and stuff, but Hey, when it comes to casting people of that age, all you can hope for is that they're not annoying as fuck. Right. That's that's the bottom line. Like they say, never work with kids or animals. Interestingly, that that quote came up with this director and he said people had always told him never work with kids and animals. He wants to add duct tape to that equation <laughs> because he said like it is the most difficult thing to work with. Really? In a like in a scene like trying to get it to behave and oh. not not overwork, you right. know. Um so that was kind of fun. That makes sense. But yeah, so so we have this thing now. What might be a little bit confusing, or maybe you liked it like I did, is that. Well, let's talk about the biggest problem with this movie, and and I'll get to my point. So this house, ultimately, this is a haunted house, but this is like an Amityville movie, right? I guess maybe. So this house. Now I read somewhere that it was built on a graveyard. Do you remember that being mentioned anywhere? Uh, no, no. I read somewhere they say the house was built on a grave. I, I have no idea. I didn't hear it at all. Um, so, okay, let's say it was or it wasn't. Did I, they move the bodies? <laughs> or, well, or did they just move? Wait, Tim, are you saying they moved the headstones, <laughs> but they didn't move the bodies? All right. 
Well, I can't say for sure because they never actually mention whether yeah. or not it's I mean, built on a grave. When you say it, maybe it's Mandela effect. I'm like, I don't know. Wait, maybe, maybe someone said graveyard. I don't know. Either way, what, what we have it here. Like it was built on a graveyard. Maybe probably. someone said, I don't know. Like one of those graveyards, like up on a nice, like country plain hill, like, yeah. you know, a nice picturesque, sweet looking graveyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could be. Tombstone with a cross right at the Yeah, a little bit of like that kind of like tall prairie grass blowing yeah. in the wind. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's nice. Um, <laughs> we don't know if it actually happened, but um, but the thing is, is that we have at the center of this movie a house that contains a spirit or the Satan or whatever that is trying to control people. Now, Ray is probably more easily controlled because of his lessened cognition, right? So he's he's special needs, and he's probably more easily controlled. That's probably what well, I'm. Is he special needs? Yeah, like biologically, or is he just? I think like so. Yeah, he's he's been got hampered by the devil talking to him his entire life. I think it's. Oh, I mean that'll get to you too. But yeah, I th- that's I think what it's. I took it as. I I, t- I took it more as him being. Um, well. I guess that would do it to you. I thought that there was also something. I thought that if there were no devil talking to him, that he would be kind of like a limited, limited oh. IQ, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like if the devil didn't talk to him, he'd probably work at like an oil change place. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably, I, I didn't take it as this is a, you know, a character with a disability. Oh, really? Okay. Because yeah. I, I thought Other that- than the disability of. The devil's been whispering to him. And the disability of, of playing a chord. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has musical disability. <laughs> dexterity issues. Um, but the thing is, though, is that what's interesting or it's either interesting or it's haphazardly handled is that the voices in this house that Ray lived in with his parents when he heard the voices and killed his parents or killed the kid and had a troubled life are the same voices that Jesse hears when he and his family move into the house. Right. However, rather than being compelled to kill, he is compelled to paint and paint these images that he is driven to put on canvas that, you know, obviously represent the devil, you know, this upside down cross. uh, And then this big mural that you mentioned with like these kids screaming and, and pain and hellish uh, sort of hellscape. Um, but he at no point is driven to harm anyone. No, no, he just blacks out and paints. So is that, is that, what do we call that? Do we call that sort of like, is that just kind of irresponsible story writing that it doesn't affect people the same way? Or is it an interesting take that he gets, he is affected differently by these forces? I took it as irresponsible writing. (laughs) Okay. Because, yeah, it didn't, uh, neither of them, There's, you know, I know we're talking about the devil, but there's there was no consistency. Is it the house? Why does Ray hear it when he's out of the house? Why, you know, right. has he been in Ray long enough that he can now, like, transmit away from the house? I don't, you know, who knows how that works. What is the devil trying to do? Is he really efficiently... You know, getting this one guy to just kill a couple kids because it doesn't I don't know. You know, they only articulate that by saying that the children are the devil's like what he what the devil considered his like sweets. Yeah. Like like kill kids for me because that's like my like dessert. Like that's the sweetest candy. Yeah. 
The children are the devil's candy. Yes, exactly. So and the future. So let me ask you this question as someone who hears well. Oh, that's that's <laughs> better than I do. Okay, fair. The voice or the I should say because I couldn't hear it. The sounds that are playing that Ray here, there's a sound, right? Is it's it like whispering? Whispering. Okay. So there's whispering. Is it the, does it sound the same when Ray hears it? Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So explain this to me. If that is the whispers of the devil prompting Ray to kill somebody, why would those same whispers be prompting Ray to save what is or discover the bodies of these dead children who want to be freed? Well, are the whispers even what got him to discover? The, that's another issue I have because really all the whispers do, he hears the whispers and he starts painting. And he's painting the kids that Ray are, is killing. So yeah, why? Like, is are they hearing the same whisper? Uh, if you are the devil whispering, are you so not powerful you can't? You're like, oh fuck, no! I this guy's misinterpreting what I'm whispering to him. I don't want him to paint people. I want you to paint the streets with blood. Is yeah. what I'm getting at. Paint with blood. So. I'm trying to maintain some mystique here. Right. Can't you just read between the lines? Do I have to spell it out? I want you to kill people. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. There, there is in no way where I'm ever was like, oh, at some point, Ethan is going to or Jesse is going to hurt his family. That never is the issue. No, 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 no. So uh, yes. it only happens a couple times. Like, it ne- like the worst thing that comes of it is he is late to pick his daughter up from school, which Man, does she hold that against him? Oh, boy. Which I get it. You're like a freshman. It's her first day at a new school, and he is literally like five hours late. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's bad. That was actually inspired by the director feeling guilt for leaving his family for long stretches of time while filming. Actually, yeah. Um, But but let me just say this, though. So makes him swear on his grave. You'll never do that again. Swear on my grave. Yeah. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Well, you know, kids. Um, but, uh, but here's the thing. So maybe that's what I'm reading into his name, this JC Hellman, who's kind of got the devil and the angel on his shoulder, essentially, maybe the voices are, he's hearing the voices, but rather maybe he's strong enough. This is kind of goes more to my point of. Uh, Ray being maybe of limited cognition that because uh, Jesse is is not special needs or, or however you want to say it or limited mental capacity, what have you, that he hears the voices, but it's it's kind of overtaking him. Uh-huh. But he's strong enough to hold off what it is. But but it's but then it fires up the angel on his shoulder saying, you've got to fight this. You've you've got to. All right. Well, the devil's weak as fuck then. Well, yeah. The devil is weak. I guess so. And I'm not afraid of him in this movie at all. Well, that's an excellent point, because is there is there much in the way of fear in this movie? Uh, not really. I mean, maybe when he... Because uh, Ray does end up kidnapping Zoe. Oh, yeah. But then no, she that's... immediately gets out. Yeah. There but... is never, like... Well, the, like the, immediately she wakes up in a bathroom taped up. He's like, I'm sorry. I have to kill you now. I'm going to go get ready. And she's like, cool. If you take more than two minutes, I'll be gone. Cause she gets that tape off. No problem. And 
It's a bit of a struggle. She has to like, t- like she she's smart enough to like loosen it and then puts it yeah, on the ground and then struggle. rolls away. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but there's not much, yeah. No, but yeah. you know what's? But what's interesting though? What I do, I guess what I'm I, not saying she just was stood up and walked out, <laughs> right? What I do like about about uh, Ray's character though is that he is very clear about saying. Like he he's making me do the thing I don't want to do. Right. So he does not. He's not an evil person. You know, he's just not able to silence the voices that are telling him to kill. And he can't he can try to resist it. He tries to drown it out with the guitar. But uh, and he doesn't like doing he doesn't like killing kids, but he's driven to it by by the devil. Right. Um, You know, is that what the devil's telling him to do? That's the other. I don't know. Since I since it's affecting two other people, maybe it's just kind of driven him to that point because like just the it, the constantly hearing this whisper has just driven him mad. And that's how he's interpreting it. I don't know if the whispers are literally telling him to kill these kids. Well, saying it, him picking up and it's a good point, but I guess him picking up the fact that the kids are like the sweetest candy. I mean, it must have been articulated at some point. For him to for him to have that understanding that that's what the devil well, is saying. Kids are sweet, you know. Well, that's, that's true. Not like weird to say. Maybe it's just like a bad phone connection. Like it's <laughs> yeah, just like exactly. he's just picking up the wrong things. Um. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me just uh, rattle yeah. through some yeah, other yeah. issues I had with okay. this movie with some of the inconsistencies or weird things. So there's a bit with uh, with Zoe, this flying V, right? Hey, she just uh, answers the door. And there's a strange guy there, and she starts to have a conversation with him. I feel like n- no one would uh, do that in 2015. No. Especially you're living like in a remote house in the middle of nowhere. You don't have a conversation with a guy who's definitely weird. Yes. It's not like, hey, I'm a DHL delivery guy. Sorry, do I have the wrong house? Even that's suspicious. But just a random guy shows up. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know. He, she has a tattoo. What is this flying V on her arm? I don't because this she has like a tattoo. She does. So I'm like, is that supposed to be a real tattoo? I never see her putting it on like a flying V temporary tattoo. Yeah. So how old is she? Why does she have a tattoo? Is her dad that fucking cool? Right. Where he's like, yeah, a guitar she does not have, and she's like, oh, I I want this guitar. So, uh, Ray like leaves it for her like as a gift right the parents let her keep it this isn't even my issue yet yeah my issue is so we have a brief scene of her playing it in her bedroom because oh and earlier like uh jesse's like i was your birthday's coming up i was gonna get you those two things because that's all she wants is this flying v and a marshall amp yeah he's like i was gonna get you those for your birthday but she has a scare Oh, no, it's after he doesn't pick her up, and he's like, I'll let you keep the guitar amp. Yeah. I think if I have that order right. Yeah. So there's a scene in her room where she's playing it. <laughs> this girl's never played a guitar no, yeah, in no. her life. So, hey, parents, if your kids never played an instrument, let's not, like, get them the Stradivarius for the first one. <laughs> right. Like, get them, like, the basic one. See if they like playing it and uh, continue to play it. You might like guitar but and want to play guitar, but if you don't put in the time, you don't play guitar. So don't get your kid the Flying V and the Marshall Amp right? just to be like, hope you like it. 
Also, maybe tell your kid not dissuading them from picking up a musical instrument, but that the guitar is much harder to play than they feel like it's going to be. Right. Well, real quick on that. Let me use a habit to be like, now I can pretend I'm a rock star in my room. So how do you sit and practice with the flying V? Do you have to wedge the V onto your leg? Like, how do you sit and play? I think you could just rest it. But but isn't it going to want to? You know what I mean? I don't know. Never played one. Yeah. No idea. I think you got to do that. I didn't even know they were that big of a deal. They look cool, though. They do look cool. It looks very like 80s, though. I suppose, but it's pretty. But it's pretty badass. Like if you're thinking like, sure, it's definitely one where I go. That's a rock. Yes. Guitar. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of uh, metal talk. A lot of metal talk that I feel goes nowhere. No. Uh, Which we metal bond between the father and daughter, uh, but does not play into anything like metal music. Like just that they like metal seems to be in there to be like, because it's a devil movie. Yeah. Right. We got to have metal. Gotta have metal. Well, you're right. It, it's and and I love. Hey, as a, as someone who was raised listening to a lot of metal and and it still appreciates it, um, I'm not going to claim to be some aficionado because I know there are people. There's like 27 subgenres and people that really nerd out on it. But I I love metal. Um, it's nice to see it being represented in a sort of like loving, cool way instead of just being satanic. But then Absolutely. again, that's kind of why they're picking it. It feels like, you know. Right. Um, so, But you're right, though. It, it gets completely abandoned. It's kind of a really neat bond. Like They're like rattling off bands, and they're listening to it together. They're listening to it in the car. Yeah. And from after the first act, I'm like, do they ever even mention metal? No. Besides like her wearing a Metallica shirt. And That's, giving the you know yeah he drops her off at school and gives her devil horns yeah she gives devil horns back it's like cute. that's as metal as that part that's gets. about it yeah and after that it's it's pretty much abandoned yeah no you're right um uh, now yeah go ahead and keep I I do have one thing that I a uh, one point that is the the sweet like antidote to Andy's cynical okay, corner give, okay give me some candy so something that I think that you might like is that. While people have tried to overthink it, at one point later on in the film, Jesse is shot by a gun. Yeah. Okay. Shot by Ray with a gun. It's a single shot, and it is not to his heart or his head. Right. Uh, Jesse's out for a bit. I mean, he's on the floor. We're, we we as audience members, like one nice job that they did. They left him on the ground long enough to where it's like, I think he might be That's gone. That's probably the best shot in the movie yeah just him uh, being it's a very long shot he's been shot he's laying there rage right like the the women have run to the back room and it's just this one shot we kind of get from the doorway or by the door jesse's still laying there ray goes all the way back you hear a gunshot then he comes back out with zoe and then it's like silence for like 10 seconds and that's like holy shit like both of this kid's parents are dead right. shot dead yeah that, that was like the most tension yeah, I felt in this whole movie. I liked it. And yeah. it was it, it was it was almost like I don't want to say too much, but I mean, it was like, holy shit, this poor girl. Like it's like maybe this thing is just going to have the most downbeat ending of any horror movie ever. Um, but the mom is alive. Astrid is alive. And then we finally see Jesse get up off the floor. Some some people said it might have represented like a resurrection, what have you. Sure. But this is the point that I'm getting to that you, I think, will appreciate. Oh, the shot is the spear in the side? 
Well, yeah, we could always oh. go with that. We could always go with that. I'm always looking for that one. Um, but what the director said was, is that he purposely had that action play out the way that it did because he's tired of people getting shot once in movies. And it's like instantaneous death, no matter where you're shot on your body, one bullet and you're dead. Yeah. And he's like, no, like he's never seen bone tomahawk then. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, <laughs> those are a different caliber of guns back then. Uh, but uh, but that's that's, I think, something that I thought you might appreciate where he's just kind of like, no, you get shot once like you can still live like you might not be hopping around. But right. um, even though he does manage to get up a ladder. But I thought like, OK, that's kind of a cool point. Like. He he made a point of wanting to kind of dispel that. He also said something about why does every haunted house in every movie have to be like so dilapidated that it's obvious that I'm trying to make it a haunted house. <laughs> right. You know, like he wanted this house to be older, you know, maybe a little ominous, but not like falling apart. So yeah. I thought that was cool, too. Yeah. So he's kind of changing things up. a yeah, little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say he didn't have good ideas. Like, I think he definitely had an idea of what he wanted this to be. I just don't think he did a good job doing it. This is a good, big, this is a good sophomore slump. Well, yeah. Or Sean burn burn. Yeah. And even like, we're talking about that, uh, that art gallery. Was it me or that art? Like some sort of like, super highfalutin art gallery being in this rural Texas There's area. another one of my things. We're, What's the deal with this art gallery? Like he, you know, it, their, their move seems to have disrupted everyone's life except his. Cause he, you know, I guess there's one art gallery in a hundred mile radius. Right. That he's tried to get into and hasn't been able to until now. Right. Like he still seems connected with his old life. But it's like when it's so out of place that when Jesse's character runs into the art gallery, it's almost like he stopped by there. Yeah. It's well, it's almost like the actor. Ethan Embry ran into a different movie lot and like interrupted another shoot of a different film. It's like, what? Like it just, that seemed really out of place yeah, to me. And it's close enough to where the, the, uh, well, not a curator. What's what's someone who runs a, a art gallery called? Uh, yeah. Curator. curator? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you know, he could just like, I'll go out to his house. Like, it doesn't seem like that. It was too much of a trip for anyone. Right. Yeah, it's a little it's a little odd. And again, it, for for all of this director's dislike of exposition, didn't change her job it was just a longer commute for her. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just seemed odd, and it was you know really hamming it up with like <laughs> how dark that place was, and how just like that steril that evil sterility sterility yeah. is that a word yeah oh yeah <laughs> it, yeah it was almost like it almost had the feel of like i mean there wasn't any of this but it was like picture like an 80s horror movie trying to have like a demonic like nightclub with like neon lights and black walls and like when he sends the like the receptionist or whatever she is yeah uh who you know is first like no we will not We've already turned you down once. Yeah. No matter what work you produce from here on out, you're barred for life from right. our our gallery. Uh, you know, the the look on her face because he like sends her his new work that he's done, 
It looks like fucking John Travolta when he opens up the suitcase in Pulp Fiction is just like something I've never seen. Like this is otherworldly. Yeah. Oh, this is oh my god. Like I'm just transfixed. And yeah. Then, like I will definitely give this to my boss who looks like the devil. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, because like maybe there could have been some more development there. Like maybe I mean, I guess they don't have to spoon feed us everything, but it's almost implied that like, you know, maybe we turned you away because you're, you know, too good or too moral or whatever. And it's like, but once you belong to us, like we have your soul or so it's kind of like a metaphor yeah. for selling your soul for success or sure, fortune or yeah. whatever. But, um, but yeah, it, just, well, it doesn't do that. Like, it's like never, there's no conflict there ever. He's just like, well, I, you know, even meeting with the, uh, the curator, he's like, I have to pick up my daughter from school. Like that's the number one thing I have to do. I'd love to, further my career but if it interferes with picking up my kid like i'm not even willing to sacrifice that yeah telling my kid i might be a half hour late because i was late one time right five hours late but sure <laughs> right you know um yeah i don't know yeah it's kind of like um it, it, it and it's you, like one piece you gotta send them a portfolio of new stuff here's what this movie is it's a first draft yeah, that's what it is. It is. It's a it's a rough draft of what could have been a, a fleshed out. I don't know if it if it had if it was lined up for greatness or something, but um, but I think the biggest part of what makes a rough draft a rough draft is that it's not. It's that's why they call it that. It's not smoothed out. It's not as cohesive. Even when we see Ray kill again, because he does. There is a now. I will say this. I've said it before on the show. There is this unwritten rule in Hollywood that you just, you really don't kill kids. I mean, you don't wantonly kill kids. Yeah. Um, but he bludgeons a little, little kid on a swing. And what's really great. We get this great shot of him carrying the kid in a bag into the, the motel room to dismember. And I, apparently it was a mechanical device that they had. It moving. is really flailing. Yeah. <laughs> so the kids slash mechanical device is going nuts in the bag, but I mean, Okay, so they had to ball. They had the balls to to kill a kid, which is, I mean, that's kind of crossing a line, but okay. Yeah. But but the point is, is that everything seems kind of disjointed. I mean, when you're in the scene and you're seeing it for what it is, you you settle into it because the performances are good. Yeah. But the movie itself needed some massaging. It needed some cohesion. It needed some some puffing up in some parts. And uh, it's just un. Because that's, and that's because that's the only kid you see him kill. Yeah. And Jesse paints that kid before he kills him, but he paints other kids. Are those kids that are going to die, or are those kids that are already dead? Could I be. don't know if he's killed other kids yet. We've seen none of that. Well, we've seen we do see at the end where there's multiple suitcases. Well, well, yeah, that's true. But 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 I get your point though that that he does at least paint that kid before he dies. Right. So it's like and is his he, daughter. So who's that's in a fire. Like th that's yeah. So he's seeing kids. He's seeing the kids. But this this should be a, a harder and faster rule. You either see the kids who are about to die. B that he's got his designs on or the the souls of those yeah. that he's killed it's a and premonition taken. or memory that's it yeah it can't be both <laughs> right yeah so so but um again i want to go back to the to the fact that 
it doesn't mean that any of it is is unwatchable. It just means that like, well, you said you told me that you were a little bored watching this movie. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't think the film is boring. I think that it just because of its lack of cohesion or lack of being fully realized as a concept and as an idea that it just kind of keeps you at arm's length. It Ray, doesn't Ray has the uh, quietest station wagon of all time too. like <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah. once it like pops out of nowhere and almost hits Jesse. Yeah. Like you don't hear the station wagon approaching. And then the second time we see it, cops have stationed themselves outside. He has driven this station wagon up so quietly that he's able to pin one cop like to a right. car in between. Like they didn't see this station wagon driving like straight at them. And she wasn't like, maybe I should get out of the way. Like as the force is pressing on her stomach, she's like, boy, I must have ate something. <laughs> I like right. I got some real what, what some is, stomach oh, pains. Yeah. There's a car here. <laughs> yeah. I'm being cut in half. That whole end scene was uh I don't know, predictable and just poorly done. The special effects are awful. The like I have not seen bad fire effects in a long time. Not that like fire's chaotic and crazy. Like I, it's probably a hard effect to do. But I've done like title screens through after effects that look way better like fire effects than this. Yeah, that's that that and, and again, if you're going to have a devil movie, you might want to you might want to do a smart thing because, yeah, Ray, you know, Ray takes Zoe upstairs and he like douses the stairs in gas yeah. and lights that on fire. That's smart. I that like was that. smart. So they couldn't get upstairs. Then he like so her whole room's on fire. No smoke. No, yeah. no one coughs one time. Right. In this tiny this 12 by 12 bedroom right with a raging inferno in it yeah yeah that's like the cleanest house <laughs> fire yeah, ever it's insane uh and here's so another that thing. took me out of that real hard and i don't i, I mean i mean i get this is a minor point but it's it's now that we're on a roll here um so here's a question if you were terrorized I have to think about the chronology here if it happened more than once. If you were terrorized one time by somebody who broke into your house and that you got away from, okay, uh, or was it when, when did they go to the police? Is it after he comes to the door or is it after he's in bed with Zoe? Uh, yes. After he kidnaps her the first time right well because or no uh i don't know because did yes totally because that it's after he's in, in it's after yeah because ray has let himself into the house he apparently sells a key yeah uh, he's in bed with zoe it's a creepy moment and eventually like she starts screaming you know her parents come running in ray you know kind of uh knocks out jesse on his way out of the house but then he takes yeah. off so here's my thing okay creepy occurrence right nobody wants to go through that but they go to the police station and the police say i think it'd be best if we put you in the like witness protection program <laughs> yes thank you i and, knew i was forgetting one and thing i'm like, I was like what on. like i i don't think that's how that right. works i want to put you in the witness protection program yeah at least until he's caught so i don't know a day right <laughs> what, what does that mean 
Yeah, your oh, what's that? Your it's car stereo was also, stolen. You should go stay at a hotel. Here, my cousin owns a motel. Go stay at that one. No, that's not. You're saying that someone took your Amazon delivery off of your porch. <laughs> well, there's only one thing to do. Right. You're um, now Gary Marshall. Uh, <laughs> I could have come up with a better fake name than a famous director. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But. Uh, so, like, all she's doing is looking over at the Marshall amp, like, trying to think of a name. Yeah. V Marshall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flying V Marshall. Flying V. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then the very end of this movie. So, yeah, now Ray is uh, burning inside the house. Uh, he's dead. And then it's just kind of like Jesse has this kind of weird epiphany and just kind of runs over to the side yard and digs up some suitcases. And he's like, oh, this is the yeah. dead kids. Right. Yeah. He's what was ca- that? Was he, he was getting a message from God? Then? Kind of because they say at the end when like the last shot is like him just sort of looking up at the sky and smiling and then starting to cry that that's what they're saying is like showing that there are these two so that he is influenced both by God and Satan. Yeah. That he, those forces. And God are, is like, ah, uh, I will let you know where the bodies are of the murders that I had the power to stop, but didn't. Right. Sorry about your house. So, yeah. Sorry about your house and the parents that have lost these children. You've got insurance. But Jesse needed to, Learn a lesson about how much he loved his daughter. Yeah. And what he would do for her. Don't yeah. worry. It makes no sense. It's all part of a grand plan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's the overriding thing here is that, um, I mean, I, you know, you like might ham it up. Like, I need like a sunbeam on his face or yes. something. Mana from heaven. You don't hear talk of mana very much anymore. Do you know what mana is? Well, sure. I play World of Warcraft. Okay. Is that like, it's like, what is it? Like a potion you use to refill your magic. Well, it's, but actually in the Bible, it's like, I want to say it's like kind of like, the closest thing would be like frosted flakes. It's like a honey dipped carb. It's like a nectar or. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, there's that. Here's the. (laughs) You got a health potion. You got a mana potion. Yeah. Uh. One's for the physical, one's for the metaphysical. Okay, you can prepare for your new podcast some other time. <laughs> I'll be streaming World of Warcraft. I'll be playing an undead rogue. So here's what I call these movies. Harmless. Twitch.tv slash Slumber Podcast Massacre. <laughs> I call these types of movies harmless. Uh, and, and that's not a... It is harmless. It's not a. It's certainly not a compliment. But it's it's not an out and out put down either. It's just it's there if you want it, I suppose. If for no other reason, check out Ethan Embry's trans. Yeah, Ethan Embry, his transformation, just physically and as an actor, like it's worth it for that. Um, if you're invested in Ethan Embry, <laughs> right, yeah. But if not, if you have not in the past fifteen years said whatever happened to Ethan Embry? No, you know it would be not fun. worth. Now this would this be worth- is a not recommend for me. I'm gonna say that if we're at that part, I'm gonna I'm gonna say not recommend in the spirit of recommend being like compelling somebody to see something. It's not that I'm saying it's awful, but I'm just I'm not by recommending it. It would mean that I'm telling you that you should see it. 
Yeah. You don't have to. I recommend going to watch The Loved Ones again. Yeah. If you want to watch a show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Now, here's the thing, though. This might be one way to save it. This would be just a fun thing to do. So you get your friend, random day, and you get Empire Records, and you get The Devil's Candy, and you don't tell them what's going on. And chances are they have heard of uh, Empire Records, haven't heard of The Devil's Candy. Yeah. So you watch Empire Records, and then you say, oh, you know what? I've got, let's watch another movie. I've got this other thing. And you put it in, and you don't say a word. And hopefully his name doesn't show up anywhere. So that when he comes on screen, that friend is just sitting there, like, just uneasy. Like, what? what's? Yeah. Something is. It wasn't until I, like, saw who it was that, like, his eyes give it away. Yeah. You're like, oh, He's yeah. He's got kind of like a forward brow as well. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I wonder, I, I'll tell you the truth. I'm not even sure that somebody would catch on. I don't, I mean, I'd like to think that they'd be like, oh my God, is that the guy that we just watched? That, you know, <laughs> right. but they might not. They might, they literally, he's that unrecognizable. Um, So that's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know how good, you gotta have a good friend. To do that, right? Yeah, and and who's going to put those Couple, two movies you're together? Coming over for four hours, we're I got gonna, a treat for you. We're going to have the classic Empire Records Devil's Candy yeah. theme party. Yeah, but uh, but other than that, mm. just admit, like building that bit up, and just finally when the your friend is like, "Oh, is that the guy from the last movie?" Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can right? stop, we can stop watching like, it now. Yeah. Is this why we're watching this? <laughs> Yeah, it's the only reason. That guy is in it. It's the only reason. I've always hated you. <laughs> um, friends anymore? You know, it's kind of funny. I, I this kind of validates some things because I I watched this movie only one time, and I thought maybe I really need to see it a second time. Uh, but then I started uh, researching a little bit, and as I was going through the research, I'm like, no, I I remember everything. Like I yeah. I caught it all. There's not much there. Um, so I didn't watch it again, and I didn't need to. Yeah, no, I wouldn't watch this again. It's not even, I mean, there's no... I didn't hate it. That's what's the weird thing is. There's no sex in it. No, there's no, no sex. There's some blood, but there's Attractive no... Attractive couple. There's no gore. No, no gore. No. Blood? Even, some... Yeah, there's like uh, blood on a mop that he's washing out in the tub. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, bullet wound... They try to get a little artsy when with... he like dies in the fire. That kind of looks, yeah. <laughs> they can't do... even say good. I mean, different. <laughs> yeah. They do a little bit of a of an artsy mashup of a mix of oil paints on a canvas intermixed with the like cleanup job of yeah. the killing the kid. Bits there. That that was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Some interesting direction choices with showing the the. the that steel uh, knife yeah painting knife mixing paints i'll tell you what i've got i've got uh a lot of respect for people that can paint with oil like i can't paint with any paint but <laughs> right yeah i mean like... but i know acrylic is like you know it goes where you put it like oil moves around a lot those those are a little harder yeah. to control blending colors blows me away yeah but i mean it and a great oil painting is something great that's true that's true. I wish, I wish I had watched an oil painting for 80 minutes. Well, Bob Ross. I mean, we. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll watch those. Yeah. There you go. He's also on Twitch TV. Twitch.tv slash Bob Ross. 
Oh, is that where they show like there's all the comments where it's like when he shakes out the brush and he says beat the devil out of it, and then somebody says like you know Bob one devil zero, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, or like he'll put like the first touch of paint onto the uh, the canvas and somebody will just write ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, his channel is like active. You know it is. And it's just ru- it's just constantly yeah. running a constant marathon of. I mean, obviously, not new episodes. Have you seen the song? The song that they do? Like, they put together like a... Uh, it's kind of like... Um, oh, huh Yeah, they do like a... Uh, what do I want to say? Like a... Um, where they manipulate somebody's voice. Like, they put it on the... Uh-huh. What's Auto-tune? That yeah. So, and it's actually like... it. It's fucking great. It's oh, like awesome. Yeah, you got to see that. It's great. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> Bob Ross is fantastic. Watch Bob Ross for 80 minutes. Yeah. If, no, try to stay awake for 80 minutes of Bob Ross. I challenge I you that. that. I could do that. He ruins it when he, whenever he puts a shed in. I'm going to put a little house in here. He'll, he'll, he'll paint the greatest thing, and then he'll just put a giant, like, shit brown tree taking up, like, three quarters of the <laughs> right, canvas. So and the, it's like, Bob, what the, the fuck are you doing? Uh, How long did we go on this? Ochre yellow. Hour and a half. All right. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we, we did, did our it. job. I mean, it's, you know. We punched the clock. We, like, bullshitted for a half hour. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what. It's hilarious. It's it's great. Um, Getting a lot of feedback from our friends, like, close friends that we have that oh, cool. have started listening. Only took 100 episodes. Yeah. But some of our very best friends are now listening to our podcast. It's very nice of them. Well, we're va- I we're, really we're valid now. Yeah, let uh, me yeah. tell you, friends. I, of course, I kid. I didn't care that you didn't listen. I have very good friends that have listened since the beginning. So thanks to them. And I've listened to every episode five or six times for you. Yeah, in the Tim meantime. is responsible yeah. for at least ten percent of our like <laughs> subscription numbers. Uh, cool. But thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thank and you, gals. Thank you. I'm thank sure you. there's some gals. We have friend girlfriends that aren't girls that listen <laughs> yeah. to our podcast, right? Yeah. Or aren't sexual people, humans. <sighs> anyway. Um uh, Yeah, I feel like I just got uh, oh yeah, uh, one of our friends uh did point out he's like, uh, when you say at the beginning of the show, it sounds like you say a podcast about horror. I'm like, Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm trying to really punch out horror. You might have to do the like, uh, like East, do East Coast. Coast. That's what it was yeah. suggested. Hara, 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 <laughs> and uh, Haras. Yeah, yeah. This is a podcast about Hara. This is a podcast about Haras. <laughs> uh, what is that? A casino and restaurant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. so yes. Thank you to our friends for all your suggestions. Uh, <laughs> we don't, you know. We're we're gonna do one pretty soon. One of our we are friends said you should do this movie. Yeah, don't give up on the suggestions. But not the next I... movie. The next movie's Altered States. Oh boy, is it ever! We're getting closer and closer to our hundredth episode. I've announced it on Twitter. Oh, so check out our Twitter. I'm not doing it here until the end of our ninety ninth episode. But if you want to see what we're doing, look at our Twitter at SPM with T and A. Not an ampersand, the word and. Plank's constant backslash. I use, I post on our Twitter half as much as I do Instagram, so that's not good. 
But keep an eye out for twitch.tv slash slumber podcast massacre <laughs> where I will be playing video games by myself. Uh no, I'll Tim, Is I'll there open gonna, that are up. You, are you <laughs> have a PC at your home. If you I will, you know, you can in some if you want in some way use that channel. If you want to play with me somehow, that'd be great. Because I missed your video game era well, when you did play video games. And I do, yeah. I get pretty excitable because I don't play them often. So yeah. it's pretty special for me. Maybe in so we got to it, play like like Friday the thirteenth together. That would be fun. That would be fun. Maybe, maybe in your solo show, maybe you, it, you, it's video. Like, are you going to have, it's, it's yeah, video, right? Yeah, so maybe on. you're in a room that has a window and maybe my part is I just stand outside of the window <laughs> and you just dress me up with like the different seasons and holidays, like me just staring in from the outside. That'd be great. You can be the constant evil presence <laughs> over my shoulder. I like that. <laughs> Uh okay so yeah join us next week altered states nineteen eighty uh check out our website slumberpodcastmassacre dot com uh, shoot us an email slumberpodcast at gmail dot com uh, have you seen uh, the devil's candy did you are you like a critic that liked it or an audience member who just found out it existed uh, huge thanks to our patrons you help make this show possible uh, I just had dinner with one of our patrons or trivia I guess not dinner we had a trivia hung out a trivia. Trivia cocktails. Yeah. He's like, when are you doing uh, like this movie? And I was like, in three weeks, dude. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he's, oh, he's very excited about. Excellent. I got to tell him all the stuff that's coming up. Uh, you know, come out to trivia. If you're one of our patrons, I'll tell you anything you want to know about the podcast. Yeah, we'll do that thing. Like if you become a patron, like you can come out to like dinner with us or whatever. <laughs> or sure. trivia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> all our patrons pass. No, thanks. Steve Ayers is already packing his suitcase up in Canada. (laughs) Come on down, Steve. (laughs) We're ready for you. Uh, Yeah, he's the honorary patron. Yes, yes. Uh, Okay, so yeah, join us next week. Alder says from 1980. Tim, do you got anything else to say about the devil's candy? Well, I just, more of a question, really. Uh, When we watched um, Trick or Treat, one of the main lines in that movie is no false metal. Is this movie false metal? I don't know. Kind of. What was false metal? Like, you know, no false metal. Like, no, like, like you got to be dedicated. Oh, yeah. You know, don't be a poser. You're right. Yeah. No, I think they were real metal. They just kind of like the director forgot. Yeah. Lazy metal. Lazy metal. Half hearted metal. All right. Rock on, Tim. Bye. Rock on. Bye.